0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our program. <laughs> Why do we own these DVD? Your true host, Sean
1: Takaki, and his wife, Diane. Diane and Sean. Yeah. Why do we own this DVD? Yeah. Why do we own the DVD? presento and takaki danas wa da yeah just wanna say
0: why do we own this tvt
1: yeah ding i don't know are we recording we oh we are Be recording great Groovy, baby! I don't know what that was
2: that was um that awful, was,
1: yeah, it kinda was. Can you do better? Nope, okay, that's wow.
2: why I don't try,
1: okay, well, hey, hi, happy Friday.
2: It is Friday. that's it.
1: <laughs> He's looking at his phone, probably at plant information. He's looking at plants, ah. <sighs> He's obsessed with his plants.
2: We we went from having no plants in this house to having a shitload of plants in this house.
1: And I don't have to do a thing because that's not my thing.
2: Got my seeds. Boiled? Sh- stratified. What? I don't know. Ugh. Starting some seeds. Taking some effort. They're big seeds, too. They're like really long... Sunflower seeds.
1: Okay. And they're hard. Cool story. Yeah. So this is not a podcast about plants. Yet. Not yet.
2: Wait till we oh. get to... Do we have any plant movies? <laughs> Refer
1: Madness. <laughs> <laughs> Little shop of oh, We okay. don't have that. I know because you don't like it. Which is silly. What other
2: plant movies are
1: there? There's none. Um The Happening.
2: We don't
1: have that. Though. What's that? Oh, the Himalayan Shimala uh, Welcome to why Do we on this DVD? Children, I don't know why I say welcome. Children like of the people corn. aren't coming here.
2: Is children of the Corn, a I don't plant know. Movie? I
1: don't know. This is a podcast <laughs> where we, <coughs> me, Diane, and this one over the plant boy, talk about our DVD collection that we have amassed. Over the past 20 years?
2: Soon to be passed by our plant collection.
1: Oh, for God's sakes. Each week we talk about a different movie that Google randomly selects.
2: And we'll pair it with a plant.
1: And we'll pair it with a plant. What would you pair with Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery?
2: Oh, there's got to be
1: one. Is there a groovy plant? A shaggy... Oh, there's a lot of shaggy plants. Hmm? What's what was
2: a popular plant in the sixties? Like a fern? I don't fucking know. Ferns probably were being Okay,
1: fern. I don't know. Was your weekly weekly movie. I mean plant. you could do
2: like marijuana, but I mean
1: eh. That's not a part of this movie. They were really all about
2: free LSD love and, and stuff. Psychedelics. Yeah.
1: So uh yeah, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. This the movie opened May second, nineteen ninety seven. What were you
2: doing in May of 97? I don't even know. I was in college. Holy I am offending my cat. Cat did not like that. Look at Sorry, her. Sorry, I of... had
1: to sneeze. Oh, she's Investigate. coming. Making sure I'm okay. No, she's going to come scratch the shit out of me. So May 97, I was like a, m- a month away from graduating high school.
2: And what? I was in college not knowing what I was doing. Did
1: you see this movie in the theater?
2: Oh, hell yeah. Oh,
1: god. I think so. I
2: didn't. No, yeah, I did.
1: I saw this. uh, I want to say the first time I saw this was. So in in the dorms, you know, Mm -hmm. there was like a college TV station that all it did was play movies. What? 24 hours. a, A movie would be on. And it was usually the same like four movies for a given amount of time. Like this is a time when it was constantly playing Austin Powers and my best friend's wedding.
2: Those would have been two very big movies. Uh huh.
1: And I watched them whenever they're on, you know, just turn it on. So I think the first time I saw this was that. Okay. So. Because I, I would have been a freshman in college at the time. It was
2: still, I mean, it was still very much.
1: Part of at the, the forefront of people's yes, brains. Cause, okay. Yeah, yeah, because it kind of it was really popular over the summer, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and then it came out on video, I guess. And it
2: never really slowed down for
1: for a few a, years, couple of years at least. This movie is insane. Uh, it's directed by Jay Roach. Do you know who he is married to? She sings a song in this movie on the soundtrack. I don't know. Susanna Hoffs. Oh, really? bangles I fame. never knew that. They are married. Ooh. They got married in 93, still together. Cool. Um... I never knew that. Yeah, so this movie's about, uh... Well, it starts off in the 60s. About a, a British spy. Spy. British spy.
2: What are you, Sean Connery?
1: Mm-hmm. Austin Powers. Uh... Thwarts an assassination attempt by his nemesis, Dr. Evil, in a London nightclub. Dr. Evil escapes and chirogenically. Did I say that right?
2: Cryogenically?
1: I said Cairo. Mm-hmm. I was more concerned about the hard sea or the soft sea. So I wasn't really that. Is
2: that sirogenically?
1: Cryo? What? Cry. cryo cryo that doesn't seem like the right way cryogenically you know like the, the yep.
2: actor john cryo
1: <laughs> he freezes himself and then just in case he returns austin powers is like i'll freeze myself too
2: how does dr evil freeze himself
1: i don't know he launches himself how into does a anything- giant big
2: boy you remember
1: yeah how does like anything that? happen in this movie?
2: i don't know movie magic
1: so then, it's thirty years later, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety-seven. Doctor Evil returns, and um, well, it says he discovers his henchman Number Two has developed Virtucon. Sounds like a really bad convention, like like a, a, like like a, a VR like con- a Johnny
2: Mnemonic convention, <laughs> like a
1: VR convention that I would hate every minute of. So it's a. Uh, He's turned
2: um, Verticon
1: into a multi-billion dollar enterprise. But Dr. Evil, it doesn't care about business. He, he
2: wants to take over the world. He,
1: yeah, he conspires to steal nuclear weapons. <laughs> nuclear, fuck, I'm never going to get that word right. Ever. Started with <laughs> Superman and it continues to this day. <laughs> <sighs> That's Nuclear my thing. <laughs> weapons. He wants to hold the world hostage for dun, dun, dun. one million dollars, and everyone's talking. That's not a lot of money in '97. I mean, it, Cause
2: I think... he's like VirtuCon alone is.
1: Yeah, so he increases his demand $100 one hundred
2: billion dollars.
1: He also learns that while he's been gone, uh, he's his his henchmen's. Have artificially <laughs> artificially created a son for him, Scott, and uh, people so these people they find out okay, Dr. Evil's back, we gotta unfreeze Austin.
2: The one man who can stop him has also been frozen.
1: Mm-hmm. We I said that. Yeah. Yeah. He so they um Go through the unfreezing process, which is a ridiculous part of this movie.
2: It That seems like pure Mike Myers. Like, just what else can we do?
1: Yeah. Um, so they're, they need to get him all ready for the 90s. They give him the help of Agent Vanessa Kensington, the daughter of his old agent from the 60s. Mrs. Kensington mm-hmm. and um, pretending they pretend to be a married couple so they can
2: you know which track they, down number two which they really don't need to it,
1: none of that ever
2: matters. that never works it never matters
1: they track number two to Vegas uh, meet his Italian secretary a lot of China. Uh. <laughs> I feel dirty
2: saying that <laughs> Um, I, I wasn't going to call her low budge Salma but she's pretty high budge Salma doppelganger.
1: She does. Yeah. I she's mean, like, she's an exact copy of But she's like an Italian, she's like an Italian Salma yeah.
2: As opposed to, what is Spanish.
1: Is she Spain. Is she from Spain? Is that? I have no idea. I know Penelope Cruz is, and I thought they were the same. Wow. I mean, I thought they were from the same place. Oh, okay. Not the same. Prof- huh. Yeah, I don't know. I've never known. Like, I've never looked into Salma Hayek. I, I don't know. No idea. Um, I feel like this wiki plot is all over the place. Yeah,
2: I mean basically. So who wrote this? Doctor Evil F. threatens to blow up. Mm-hmm. The center of the Earth with a nuclear weapon.
1: Yep. Does that make you horny?
2: And Austin Powers is trying to stop him. That's it.
1: That's, with the help of that kind That's of the whole thing. Um, this is one of those movies where it's like. Plot is silly, but let's talk about our cast because that's really what rolls this the movie. Big. Who's our awesome powers? Mike Myers of, of Saturday Night Live fame. He had been done with SNL for a few years at this point, Cause right? when was
2: Wayne's World?
1: 91.
2: Because that was like his big movie thing.
1: But he was still on the show. Because he
2: was, yeah, I mean, he was, and that was an SNL movie, too. I know. So, I mean, he was still in that world. hmm And this is, I think, is this his first venture out of that world or no?
1: You're forgetting So I Married an Axe ex- murderer Oh, well, because I never saw that. Because you're crazy. <laughs> that was uh, like 92, um,
2: 93? So he was still in SNL then.
1: I don't know. I could probably find out, but I feel like I, it's safe to say he had been done with SNL for a few years mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I mean, he, yeah, I want to say is, 93 was his last year. Okay.
2: I mean, this is the perfect Mike Myers role.
1: Yeah. It, no mean, one
2: else could have done this. No. I mean, it's, I feel like it's a character that he had secretly been working on his entire career at SNL. It
1: says, Mike Myers created the character of Austin Powers for the faux 60s rock band Ming-Ti.
2: Oh, that must be the band that's playing in the movie then.
1: Um, He started started this band with Matthew Sweet and Susanna Hoffs.
2: Oh my God.
1: Following his Saturday Night Live stint in the early 90s. Myers said that the movie and the character were inspired by uh, the British films, music, and comedy of the 60s and 70s his father had introduced him to as a child. Mm -hmm. After my dad died in 1991, I was taking stock of his influence on me as a person and his influence on me with comedy in general. So Austin Powers was a tribute to my father, who introduced me to James Bond, Peter Sellers, The Beatles, The Goodies, Peter Cook, and Dudley Moore.
2: All of that tracks. Yeah. That's all in this movie.
1: and then. I guess Dana Carvey has said that he felt... He thought he feels like um, Mike Myers copied his impression of Lorne Michaels for the Dr. Evil character, so... it, You know what? I was say copied it. He Thinking got it, it from It, him. it does yeah. sound
2: like it could have been a mock-up of... Or mock-up. It could have been a an a, a imitation of Lorne Michaels. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I, I believe I, it. I believe
2: that part. Uh-huh. I don't know that it necessarily... He stole it from Dana Carvey.
1: Well, I don't know if he meant that. I I, I feel like he meant Is like, oh, he got by... he got it from like my impression of him. He kind of.
2: So oh, did Dana Carvey want credit for that, or Ooh, what? No. That seems a little bitter and petty.
1: I don't think he does. I
2: know they don't. They had a falling out for did a little they? bit, briefly. Mm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. So, yeah, he plays not only Austin Powers, he also plays Dr. Evil. Which we
2: don't see for the first 20, 30 minutes, though. We never see his face. No. It's when he's reanimated that we see, like, he turns the
1: camera. And And originally, fun fact, he wanted Jim Carrey to play Dr. Evil. He never planned on playing two characters. I wonder why Jim
2: Carrey didn't He was
1: doing Liar Liar. Oh. I mean, this is, like, peak Jim Carrey. I... This is crazy time for Jim Carrey. I almost feel
2: like this would have been too low-key for Jim Carrey.
1: Yeah, probably. Or he would have made it... Or he
2: would have made it like the Joker or something.
1: Oh, God. Or... um. The Riddler. <laughs> the Riddler, yeah. But yeah, because of this complex, he's like... He did both characters himself, and I think it worked out in his favor.
2: Oh, and then, obviously, in the next movies, I mean, Dr. Evil's bigger almost bigger than Mike Myers i mean Austin Powers
1: mhm yeah i feel like he really took off and it, to me it, he was always the funniest part doctor evil yeah yeah um
2: just the, all
1: the because
2: austin powers is awkward and out of his he's a fish out of water yeah doctor e- <laughs> doctor evil is just kind of he's awkward no matter what
1: yeah. time he's and in he's so quotable you know, like, I feel like a lot of the lines people were saying were, like, Dr. Evil lines. Doctor, I know for Doctor sure. Dr. Evil would...
2: has more one-liners, yeah. He has more, he's more quippy than...
1: And the one-liners, they work in, like, everyday language.
2: Because I mean, that's why we have so many more Dr. Evil memes than Austin Powers' memes.
1: That sounded weird. It, Austin Powers' memes? Like, it's not Austin Power memes, but that's what it sounds like it should be. Anyway um Vanessa Kensington played by Elizabeth Hurley I don't know what she was doing around this time she was not with Hugh Grant anymore (laughs) that's all I know
2: oh this was already after the whole Hugh Grant
1: thing well that was like 94 was it well his prostitute thing was 94 yeah or, well, actually, no. That was for Williams' and funeral. I don't know when it was. It was in the, around...
2: I have no idea.
1: Doesn't matter. I thought it was later. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. What do you think of uh, Elizabeth Hurley?
2: She's... She looks amazing in this movie. I mean, she's... Yes. Uh-huh. Incredibly pretty.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, so that was 95.
2: Oh, so, so p- just before really. Remember her name? Divine.
1: Yes, Divine Brown. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
2: Elizabeth Hurley is... She's the perfect like parody Bond girl. Because this is what this is. It's a James Bond parody.
1: Yeah, but she seems so much smarter and level-headed. And so, I mean, yeah. Because she's not made to she's be She's like so a- much more
2: competent than... Well anyone in this movie... Well, she's
1: more akin to like, um, our Daniel Craig women.
2: hmm Eva Green. And... I'm, I'm the money.
1: Yeah, what's her name? Eva... Vesper. Yeah. yeah. Vesper Lynn. Um, you know, like a more on I par mean, with... definitely
2: more more competent than most people in the room.
1: Yeah, which she definitely is in yeah. this movie. Um, I just remember wanting her hair I wanted her hairstyle so bad and I tried it so many times, those bangs to the side, I don't know how she And did. it it
2: seems simple enough.
1: Well, you would think. Yeah. Uh, but she's got professional people doing her hair. That,
2: that is true.
1: I did not. Anyway. Robert Wagner is number two.
2: Love him in this. Yeah. He was fun. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly fun.
1: I don't I'm the only I don't think I've seen him in anything.
2: I only know him from like heart to heart.
1: I only know him from you know and In... Natalie Wood, which <laughs> we're not gonna talk about what happened with Natalie Wood, <laughs>
2: but there was a boat
1: there was a boat, um, I know Mike Myers is a huge Robert Wagner fan, loved working with him on this movie. Mm-hmm. so he's the nicest fucking guy, yeah I don't, I don't know.
2: Pretty nice for a murder. No, oh kidding.
1: no! Don't say that. Seth Green is Scott Evil. This is probably one of the first things he did. I know he w- had a f- was he in Clueless or was that Breckenmeyer? Breckenmeyer wasn't Clueless. Mm-hmm. I get him mixed up. Well, I know Seth. That I can understand Seth Green. Of course, was on Buffy, but not until I mean Buffy premiered the same year as this. But I don't think he was on the first season of Buffy. I don't remember.
2: Because, I mean, Seth Green comes around with the Scooby gang. When do they show up, really?
1: That was 98. Okay. I mean...
2: Because he comes up with, like, Allison Hannigan and all that. And...
1: Well, yeah, Buffy. Yeah.
2: But, I mean... Yeah, I don't... Oh, I don't
1: remember. Uh. I mean, he was in stuff as a kid, little kid. He's in
2: that Creek movie was. <laughs>
1: hmm Wasn't there some movie with a creek in it? Oh, I don't know. And when did Family Guy start? That was like around 98 too, huh? No idea. 99? Oh, oh I remember. There, so there was this show called The Birds of Paradise, and it's B-Y-R-D-S, because that was her last name. Um, okay. And I remember making fun of it because Jennifer Love he was, Hewitt was on.
2: Mm-hmm. You 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 hated her.
1: I hate. Uh, it's a complicated complicated relationship with Jennifer yeah, yeah. Love Hewitt because back then it was Love Hewitt, no Jennifer, because she thought she was special. Well, she but he was on Birds of Paradise as well with Jennifer Love Hewitt, and um, can't hardly wait. Was ninety eight, so I feel like this is pretty early on. You know, excluding the little kid roles. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> they have him on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but it says 1992. He was not in the movie. Oh. Is that... he, he did not play Oz. Ozzy. That's who we named our bunny after. Seth Green. So you know what? The first big thing he did as like a teen star huh. is Austin Powers. Because then it's Can't Hardly Wait, Enemy of the State, Idle Hands, Austin Powers, two, yeah. Josie and the Pussycats can't forget him in that
2: i mean he was yeah i mean from i think from this movie he just gets bigger yeah quickly too
1: yeah even like tv wise buffy yeah i mean and he's getting and then family guy angel i mean yeah it's so yeah what do do you think of scott (laughs) scott (laughs) scott (laughs) I always thought he was funny and watching it now, I'm like, oh god, that's what teens were like in well, the late nineties. You
2: kind of have one now too.
1: Like sitting in the room playing dumb music and just being just, being just dumb. the attitude. Just being dumb. I mean, I have a whole bag full of sh- two for <laughs> dumb kids like that. But I think he God, he's short. He's so short. We've Don't seen him. Don't you want to know? We've we, seen him. When did we see Seth Green? On the bridge. Oh, yeah, we walked past Seth Green on the bridge. We yelled at him, kind of. What'd be else?
2: <laughs> oh, I think, hey, Seth, and he's like wave, and he oh, I off he scurried.
1: Yeah, like a little <laughs> like tiny. A little,
2: like a little leprechaun.
1: <laughs> so the next character is my favorite character of this whole movie. Frau Forbissin.
2: Frau Forbissin?
1: Yeah. I thought the A was a G. I was like Forbissin. Played by Mindy Sterling, who I love. Whatever she does, I love. She's just like a bit character who pops up on things that you watch.
2: She's the Lynn Shelton of Mindy Sterling.
1: That's so funny because she's the voice of Lynn Belfong. Oh. On Legend of Korra. Yeah. She is, the yeah. But she's on, you know, she was on Fuller House. She's been on everything. She's <laughs> on everywhere, yeah. Goldberg's. iCarly. Oh. She's, been, she's-,
2: she's been every mom, every teacher, every...
1: And she's so goddamn funny, especially <laughs> as Frau. Do you know who was supposed to play this role? Lynn Shelton. No, but the other, there's like a third person who's in the same group. Rosie Perez. No. Who? <laughs> Older. Um, Ree Perlman.
2: Wow, I can see that. She
1: was supposed to. um Did you say
2: Ree Perlman?
1: How do you say it? Rhea? Is that how you say it? R-H-E-A? Re? Yeah. Re Perlman? What? I say it how I want. Nuclear. Rhea Perlman. Poof. Well, she was in talks to play, but then she had scheduling conflicts. I don't know what she was doing. Like, how do you say
2: Clea Duvall? Clea? Matilda,
1: maybe. Shut up. Matilda came out in 96. I don't fucking know. She was in Matilda.
2: With Re and Danny.
1: Uh, but, um,. So I can see her as Frau, but yeah. I think Mindy Sterling does a knockout job.
2: Well, I mean, and now, I mean, it can only be Mindy Sterling. Oh,
1: she was diagnosed with breast cancer after a routine mammogram. Had a lumpectomy. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Chemo, she had chemo, radiation. Mm. Tamoxifen. God, we're twins, except I didn't have the chemo.
2: And you're not a famous actor.
1: How do you know? See now, I love Mindy Sterling even more. I hope she's not like a crazy person.
2: Oh, she's crazy. Oh, and then she
1: was on uh, Fortunate Events. Who would she play?
2: Wait, on um, the, seri- uh, the, the series, the the Netflix says. Um... Doesn't oh wait
1: yeah. oh
2: wasn't she isn't she one of the uh, one of those evils?
1: Oh, one of the. I could probably look at her freaking filmography. It's a separate man, page because she's so Man she, with no beard, so and beard with
2: no, woman with no beard and man with no hair, and beard or whatever. Isn't she one of those two? Wasn't she the woman with Me. hair and no beard?
1: Elder Annabelle. So oh. the Vile Village. Um, part one and two. Oh. She's one of the the Elders. Oh. Anyway. Fuller House. Oh wait, is that
2: is that the is that the one with the all the birds too? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I do remember that. Okay.
1: And of course, Fuller House, she played Gloria Feinstein. <laughs> oh, she did? Do you, even know, who, you don't even know who that is? You don't even know who Gloria Feinstein is. It's just a character. It's that episode where... Oh, I'm thinking of
2: Gloria Steinem.
1: No. Oh, my God. Fine. Close. <laughs> it's the episode of Fuller House when DJ and Steve take cooking lessons. Mm. And they're in competition with the other couple that's taking cooking lessons. And mm. it's Mindy Sterling and no some idea. dude. And Mindy Sterling is so goddamn funny. That's all I could say. As she should be. Um, but yeah, Frau, she's a <laughs> stereotypical German. <laughs> she's, she. I mean, she's a. You
2: know what? She's a Nazi. Okay. She's. A, she's a throwback. She's <laughs> a
1: television commercial. <laughs> Michael York is our bezel, <laughs> <laughs> not Rathbone. <laughs> Exhibition. Exhibition. Exposition Jesus Christ My brain is Fried work. Fried Fabissina <sighs> Going back to work man Michael York What's he He's been around Forever He's a British mm-hmm. Was he like on The Avengers or something
2: Oh I don't know
1: I'm just guessing I'm like what shows Were on in Britain I
2: mean he looks like He would have been In the Monty Python gang Like he uh-huh. looks like He would have been like
1: a. Oh Logan's Run Oh he was in Romeo and Juliet in 1968. Who do you think he played?
2: Hmm. Mercutio. He played Tibble. That was my second
1: guess. Yep. Um, a lot of vagina is Fabiana Ude- Udino. I don't yeah. know what that is. I mean, it sounds Italian. She's, she's
2: never really done a whole lot. I mean, yeah. she's done a lot, but nothing that I would have seen.
1: Um, I was surprised because I completely forgot. Mm. That Will Ferrell was in this movie. Oh, I
2: knew. I remember him from the second
1: movie.
2: I've fallen down cliff
1: <laughs> Doesn't he die in this movie? I don't, no, because he comes back.
2: Oh, and he falls down a cliff.
1: <laughs> this um. is probably one of the parts of the movie that doesn't hold up as well. The casting of Will Ferrell as a Moroccan. It's almost... He has a little bit of brown face on. But I. I but think is it supposed to be ridiculous? I think they're
2: doing kind of what they did in Tropic Thunder. Tropic
1: Thunder? Maybe, yeah. I mean, that was and, more yeah, over the I can the top. see that. I was just like thrown off. I'm like, oh God. I think because
2: it's obviously Will Ferrell is, what, he was is what it's funny.
1: I mean, this was when he was on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Still, right? 97, mm-hmm. he would have been on because he was on my late high school years.
2: Yep. Yeah, he, yeah. I think he, sh- he still would have been, yeah. Um, There's a, I mean, there is a surprising lack of people of color in this movie.
1: Well, as we get Goldmember. Beyonce. But, I mean, so I,
2: I think they either they have one guy play this Moroccan of color, mm. or they have no one, because then it because it, it, if they have a if they have a, a a culturally appropriate person playing Mustafa,
1: it it's not as funny. It looks
2: tokenized.
1: Sure. Yeah,
2: because oh, you're gonna give the one speaking role, ethnic speaking role to the one minority you have.
1: Yeah, and I think because it's Will Ferrell,
2: so I think that makes it funnier. Yeah, I mean, if they could have found found a whiter guy, it would have been even funnier. But <laughs> I mean, Will Ferrell's pretty; he's pretty funny. He's not in the
1: movie for long; he dies at the beginning, or dies in quotations. Mm-hmm. He gets executed <laughs> he gets
2: burned he gets
1: shot i've been shot you shot me um mimi rogers also just at the beginning of the movie she plays mrs kensington from the 1960s um
2: and her and elizabeth Elizabeth hurley are a good mother-daughter combo. they
1: are because i don't think there's that much of an age to, i mean i know mimi rogers like is probably older Well, I know she dated Tom Cruise. That's all I know about Mimi Rogers that she dated. She's 65. So yeah, 10 years older. 10 years apart. Yeah. Yeah. So really, she... Because we've
2: just seen Elizabeth Hurley at 55 looking fabulous.
1: She didn't... She's a... Did you know that Mimi Rogers is a board member of the World Poker Tour? Oh, yeah. I do. I... Why? I
2: remember that. Yeah.
1: So she was married to Tom Cruise for three years. Divorced in 1990 when he was making Days of Thunder. With Nicole Kidman, okay, right? She was in that, right? Am no. I making up things? I don't think so. Who was she in with him? Days of Thunder. Oh, for fuck's sake! Wasn't there only first movie
2: Eyes Wide Shut?
1: Oh my god! Hello, Far and Away. First of all.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. I I I don't think I've ever seen Days <laughs> of Thunder.
1: Tony Scott in,
2: in the last two decades. Yeah, and Nicole
1: Kidman's in it. Okay, right I don't too. remember. Carrie Always Elwes. Elwes. <laughs> Um. So he was filming days. I mean, that's where he met Nicole. Days of Thunder. Decided he liked her better than Mimi Rogers. Okay. Divorced Mimi Rogers.
2: Is Mimi Rogers also taller than Tom Cruise? Please say yes.
1: I'm sure she is. I don't think wiki articles say how tall these people are because it's really none of our business. We gotta go to Google Height. <laughs> um. Oh, she also had a. M- so yeah. Okay. She, her Rogers is the last name of her first hub, husband. Hubson. Hubson. <laughs> Nuclear. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I like Mrs. Kensington. I like her in this mm-hmm. movie. She's very pretty. Looks great. She looks great in yeah. that leather thing. They both do. I mean, oh, I'm, in her
2: in her leather cat suit.
1: Elizabeth Hurley's a model. She. She was an actor gonna, first.
2: She became a model in her thirties.
1: Whatever you can spin it however you want. She.
2: I mean, but. Both of them were made to wear those clothes.
1: Yeah, I would look fucking hilarious in that outfit. Thank you. Very much. I would look
2: even more hilarious. <laughs> yeah,
1: you would. <laughs> I
2: kind of want to put on so a, a latex
1: Joe San. Catsuit now. Joe San as uh-huh. random task. You said he's in jail now? He's in jail
2: for gang rape and torture.
1: Fucking hell. Yep. That hasn't held up, has it? Nope. So we can skip him. Mm-hmm. Who throws his shoe? and does that, honestly. <laughs> Paul Dillon as Patty O'Brien. A small role, but... They're always <laughs> the turning...
2: They're always after me, lucky charms.
1: <laughs> I just remember laughing my ass off back in the day at this whole scene. With <sighs> him and then Frau, it's a television commercial. Oh, Oh, it's candy, I'm having little fun. Little and then she's all... <laughs> <laughs> um, some little tiny roles. Um, Clint Howard pops up as one of the guys working at NASA or something. Uh, NORAD. NASA. NORAD, which is funny because he played like the same character he at was, NASA. Like, I think he <laughs> in Apollo thirteen. I think he has
2: just that uniform.
1: He just do you want oh, me to put this on? All right, I can. I got it. Don't yeah. worry. Of course, Clint Howard. The light
2: light blue shirt.
1: Clint Howard, the brother of Ron, also in Far and Away. Um, Tom Arnold shows up as a uncredited guy named Texan <laughs> He's, as the Vegas cowboy uh, meets him in the bathroom in Vegas. And
2: that scene was pretty funny. Oh, my
1: God. I mean, that's like you had to get your moment of potty humor. The, that's mean, like your dumb and dumber scene.
2: This movie sort of. surprisingly holds up pretty well.
1: You know what? I was surprised, too, because I was kind of like, it's, it's not going to hold up. I mean, I was there, convinced it wasn't good enough.
2: There's some vague dated references, but really. Yeah, like they,
1: Vanilla Ice. Well, yeah, he's still, people still know who he is, though. Gary Coleman. But I mean, R. They, R. they
2: hold up. And it's funny because the Gary Coleman looks more like Urkel in the ice.
1: Kind of does, huh? Yeah. Um, I, my breath caught in my throat when Carrie Fisher appeared on screen because i completely didn't remember who oh, this you, movie. Oh, you forgot? No. totally forgot she was in this. And I saw her and I was like, <gasps> Gary Fisher. And she looks so young. Oh, I know. She plays the therapist of uh, Scott in Dr. Evil.
2: Doesn't she also play a therapist in like Postcards from the Edge? Oh, she something? wrote it. So I don't I know. know. I don't know. I think she... I feel like she's played a therapist, like this same character, somewhere else also. Either this was a reference to that mm. or whatever the other... <laughs> I don't know who it was as a reference to this. Know. I don't know.
1: But it was nice to see her and I got a little sad. Um yeah, so those are the peeps in this movie. What are some fun scenes? I mean, some Well the peeing
2: scene when he thaws out. Oh, so fucking dumb.
1: Like is that realistic? I mean how it you're It's an exaggeration, but every guy <laughs> like grabbing the wall. Oh. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't. I've never peed like that. Well, honestly. I would hope not. I've never stood and watched someone pee like that, so I, I don't al- know.
2: I also hope not. He grabbed
1: like his his oh, yeah. leg, his foot. I've, <laughs> I. just.
2: I mean, when I go, if I pee like at three in the morning or whatever, because of too much tea or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your eyes maybe half open. Yeah. You have one hand on the wall. Okay. Uh, and then the whole, like, when it stops, and then it starts again. Uh-huh. Women don't have that? Or, it's like, oh, I'm done. Oh, okay. no, I'm not done.
1: Well, because we sit and we just relax. it's
2: all just... I don't know. Gravity just pulls it all out. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's an exaggeration of... Yeah,
1: the whole defrosting scene is... So stupid. Is pretty... Warm, liquid
2: goofy. Is
1: pretty funny, and just him having trouble controlling the (laughs) mind of my voice it's so dumb but it's so funny I don't even um yeah I was surprised how much I laughed last night
2: well even just the the opening scene where he's running from the the women
1: oh my god I I couldn't stop laughing all the little
2: jump freezes and shit it's
1: my roommate freshman year Jenny and I we would do awesome power jumps and I have a picture of her doing one. Oh my Still, God. I have it in my photo album. <laughs> I just, yeah, we used to think he was the funniest thing—just the little who, freezing and. It oh, is
2: pretty. Like
1: you wouldn't think if you, on paper. Oh, this,
2: reading it would be. This, this is, is not stupid. funny.
1: This is what he.
2: What? This seems dumb.
1: But because Mike Myers and his delivery. And his one hundred percent commitment to this character, no shame. I mean that those teeth I and mean,
2: The teeth, the hair, oh,
1: the,
2: the body hair the,
1: the body hair. No, doesn't stop him from committing a hundred percent. It's so goddamn funny. And it's funny because the parts you you're like when you think, Oh, I don't know if it's gonna hold up, but because All the politically incorrect things he does were fine in the Mm sixties. They're not fine in the nineties. So she so Vanessa is like our voice of reason, voice of political correctness and reminding us, yeah, none of that's okay. Well,
2: and I like when he finally watches like the recap of the last thirty years. The moon landing and moon landings and everything. And and she's like, I I sometimes forget that you've missed the last thirty years.
1: Yeah. It's just, yeah, I thought. And even at the
2: end of the movie, where Dr. E was like, oh, your whole, how do you know, how do you feel about your free love thing is all, he's like, it wasn't about mm-hmm. promiscuous sex and psychedelic drugs. It was about, you know, finding what makes us happy, doing, you know, it was all about love, you know, uh-huh. which it just translates differently now. You know. Yeah. Like it was never about the things we did. It was, the meaning behind it mm-hmm. you know it yeah, was, which
1: is a good message yeah. and yeah yeah I mean I think
2: but Dr. Evil was definitely the probably the best part of
1: this like his scenes with Scott are, are <laughs> well, great like
2: when he's put them into the the shark tank the slow dipping mechanism
1: and then he closes it up
2: you're not gonna watch
1: no, oh, no I'm, I'm gonna assume gonna... that everything's <laughs> went to plan yeah, anything, any scene with him, I mean, I, yeah, him and Scott, I think, are... Well, I mean, even just him with a chair
2: in... that rolls around.
1: Oh, he sits down Because that's, that's totally what happens if you're on a non-carpeted floor, <laughs> and you sit down in your chair, and it starts rolling backwards. <laughs> you gotta, like, scooch back over it. And it's awkward, because everyone's watching you, and you're like, can mm, can't do anything <laughs> about it. This, kind of like Emperor's New Groove, it's similar in the amount of time they give jokes. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. To the like the perfect amount of time cuz they don't you don't
2: you don't fill the joke out and then just walk all over. You give it a little room to breathe. Yeah. Not too much. You're not waiting for an applause break, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, yeah. let it let it go.
1: Let it hit. I feel like that comedy is similar with and, and as maybe soon as it
2: registers, then you go into the next thing.
1: Maybe it's an SNL thing, because David Spade was so great at it, mm-hmm. and Mike Myers is so great at it. I don't know.
2: It does very much feel like a... Because I think both of them kind of fall into that whole sketch mm-hmm. kind of style. So it's that same pacing, I think.
1: Well, and, um, you know, Mike Myers, he thinks he, about 30 to 40% of the movie was improvised. Probably mostly on his part. And, you know, maybe... I mean, I don't think Elizabeth Hurley was doing any improvising. It's probably not... She probably wouldn't be that comfortable doing it. I'm guessing it's probably mostly him. him, Austin, Dr. Evil, Tom Arnold. He probably improvised the whole thing.
2: (laughs) Whatever Will Ferrell had room to do. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, that doesn't surprise me because... I mean, just look who's making this move. You know, look who's... You know, Mike Myers wrote it, so he can Mm -hmm. he can improvise off his own writing. And
0: I,
2: I I mean, because he knows where he needs to go, so I mean, he can whatever he's he can just do whatever he wants in between point A and point B. Mm -hmm. He already knows where he needs to get to, so
1: just it's just making sure the other people in the movie can bounce off of that, I guess.
2: I mean, there's so much dumb little everything, every every other second is like some dumb little joke. Like the little cart where he's trying to make a U-turn. In the
1: <laughs> I was just thinking that in the hallway, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> <sniffs> I mean, it goes on for so long, and, and, but yet you're so like... And like,
2: how do they wedge that thing completely sideways? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, great, you've got it in there. Like I'm thinking like, the set dressers, the prop people, whoever, I'm like, now I'm going to get
1: it out. Um... You know what scenes Roger Ebert really liked? Oh god. The choreographed scenes where he's naked behind her. Oh. Okay. And then she's naked behind him. Yeah. He thought that was very clever and well done.
2: But <laughs> well, we've seen that before, but
1: but I mean it is it hilarious. Is yeah. And it does See, I feel like that would be hard work of because cu- there's I no mean... cuts or anything and you gotta make sure
2: I wonder how many times they screwed up. Oh god,
1: we saw a ball. I saw your dong. Up, oh, I see a boob. Yeah. It, it is funny. It's stupid as hell. Yeah. But you laugh anyway because that's what this movie does to you. What are you thinking?
2: I'm trying to remember. There was something that Austin Powers was doing. He had like a monologue or something. I'm like, there's no way he didn't improvise all of that. What was he talking
1: about? Oh, Dr. Evil. Oh, was Dr. Evil? Talking about his childhood.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the therapy session. Yeah. At the group therapy.
1: It had to have been improvised. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's...
1: Yeah, I mean meat helmets.
2: I want to I want to find that clip. And I'll put
1: oh, that I'm in. sure you can find it. Yeah, I used to laugh my ass off during that.
0: Very well. Where do I begin? My father was a relentlessly self-improving boulangerie owner from Belgium with low-grade narcolepsy and a penchant for buggery. My mother was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. My father would womanize, he would drink He would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy. The sort of general malaise that only the genius possess and the insane lament. My childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon, luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. When I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds, pretty standard really. At the age of 12, I received my first scribe. The age of 14 is a roastery named Vilma, ritualistically shaved my testicles. There really is nothing like a shorn scrotum. It's breathtaking. I suggest you try it.
1: It's pretty standard. <laughs> Made meat helmets. miss nothing quite like a shorn testicle. That's <laughs> the way he says it. Oh, yeah. I feel like he... I feel
2: like his whole mission was to make people in that room laugh.
1: How, I don't understand you know, like, how they wouldn't.
2: You, you can't laugh. You're, we're in the scene. But I'm going to fucking make Fish, it hard. I hope
1: Carrie Fisher was laughing right now. I'm going to
2: make it very hard.
1: Um, so, on the official website of the Ministry of Justice, mm-hmm. they said at least every week they have one person who wants to change their middle name to Danger. To Danger. Fine. I thought that was so funny, even though we know what he's gonna say.
2: I mean, you see that joke a mile away.
1: Yeah, but then it's his, it's, it's his delivery and so lo- much
2: more perfect.
1: His delivery and the way he looks at Elizabeth Hurley when he <laughs> says it, it's it, it's like um the scene at the poker table, which I love. Um, when they're playing blackjack, <laughs> he stands I'll on hold five. on stay. five. <laughs> Sir, I suggest you play. I, I too so. like yeah. like like to live, to live dangerously. dangerously, and the, allow myself to introduce myself. That's a line that gets used still, I think. Yeah, uh, I like the the poker scene. It's funny or um, blackjack, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so Daniel Craig has said, uh, obviously, he played James Bond starting in, in two thousand six. Um. He's credited the Austin Powers franchise with the relatively serious tone of his Bond films. So we had to destroy the myth because Mike Myers screwed us. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, Because I think what a lot of Bond movies did was kind of... do kind of... gags from previous Bond films. Okay. Or something. I feel like that was like a... Because, you know, the old... Well, because, I mean... Awesome Powers is making fun of all those the yeah, tropes. Yeah, but I think the James Bond movies themselves would make fun of each other. Hmm. Sure. So Daniel Craig's saying, we couldn't do that anymore because Austin awesome Powers did it for us. So we had to do, we couldn't be cheesy and cheeky anymore. Well, I mean, because
2: they did that with Lazenby, too. What? he? I mean, he really, uh, Majesty's Secret Service.
1: I know who he is and what he did but what are you saying what did he because
2: he comes out of the water and stuff and he looks at the camera and goes I think I never had to do that or whatever I mean
1: I think that's a common theme in the Bond movies is that they kind of satirize each other yeah but Daniel Craig is saying because Austin Powers completely completely took over with the the satire it's like that's why his movies are so dark because Mm -hmm. they just
2: so we have to go a different direction now
1: yeah which makes sense
2: because because it would have looked like a like oh, a, a rip off of *Austin Powers*. They kind
1: of did that joke in *Casino Royale*. Not, yeah. oh, not *Casino In um, *Austin Powers* couldn't do that anymore. I thought that was interesting. I have another uh, fun Roger Ebert story.
2: Oh no! Did,
1: um, did
2: he want to be in it?
1: No, but he kind of is. What so, else? during a screening, um. So in the, so in this movie, there's a line, Austin Powers says, it's my happening, baby, and it freaks me out. Mm-hmm. And that's a line from um, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls.
2: Roger Ebert's movie?
1: He wrote that. Yeah. I so know. in the screening room, he stands up and says, I wrote that. <laughs> and he was all excited that he got a line from his movie in Austin Powers. <laughs> that's my story that took 12 years to say. Um, but he liked it. He gave it three stars. He thought it was. Um, he, didn't four. he give uh, Embers New Groove? I don't know. He, but that he didn't have. He didn't have anything like bad to say about this. Embers okay. New Groove. He's like, eh.
2: so why the same score then?
1: I don't know. Takes a lot to get four.
2: Roger, you. But is he said up.
1: it's only funnier if you know James Bond. So he said it. Just you have that I much. Mean, you more don't have a-
2: to. You just have to be vaguely aware of. I being mean, Bond.
1: I. I have seen what... Well, in 97, I had seen like one James Bond movie and I still understood... Yeah,
2: I mean, you don't need to...
1: You know the basics? You know that a lot of vagina is based on Pussy Galore? You well, know I that mean...
2: I mean, there's Pussy Galore. There's Susan Trench. There, I mean, there's... You well, know,
1: you know, Pussy Galore is the same thing as a lot of vagina.
2: Sure. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, you, you kind of... all the Bond women are all based on other... Bond women. I mean, it's all, it's all, they're all different tellings of the same joke. I mean, it's, you know.
1: I'm glaring at your phone. You keep looking at, you're looking at plants.
2: Gwyneth Paltrow says to steam your vagina.
1: Yeah. g y n says don't. No, I would never listen to Gwyneth God. Paltrow. She also sells a candle that smells like her vagina. Oh,
2: well, I know. And one exploded <coughs> in some one
1: exploded. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> FYI, don't buy vagina candles. From Gwyneth Paltrow. Pal, I can't speak.
2: Gwyneth Paltrow is lovely, but God damn it, stop! Get, yeah. a, get away from the hoo ha. I
1: love Gwyneth Paltrow, but she needs good. to
2: just stay away from the hoo ha
1: and the goopies. Yeah, her j-
2: j- Jade egg, her vagina candles, or
1: are... I used to get the Goop newsletter mm. like ten years ago, before like social media. I would get an email to me, and I thought it was media. so funny. Like ridiculous funny, and like, look at she's telling everyone to buy this two thousand dollar sweater.
2: little did you know that she was starting a cult,
1: oh man, Gwenny, uh, yeah, what anything else about this movie? I mean it, yeah, I was surprised that it held up. I laughed a lot. It um, was as
2: funny as I remembered, and I enjoyed uh-huh. it just as much, if not, maybe even more.
1: um, I knew a lot of the lines still, oh, yeah even though I hadn't seen this in like 15, 15 years yeah. is a good amount of time. Um, I really don't remember The Spy Who Shagged Me.
2: I think that one I remember more.
1: Really? Yeah. That one is for sure your DVD. I never oh, would yeah, have yeah. bought it.
2: Heather Graham. Heather Graham and Mini-Me and... Got to talk fat, about her
1: again. of Someday.
2: Fat bastard.
1: Yes, because I never saw Goldmember with Beyonce. I've
2: never seen Goldmember either. No.
1: Spy who shagged me was like two thousand ninety nine. I know that that song. What's beautiful stranger by Madonna is from the second one. Oh, okay. Because when I worked at Claire's in college, they had a quiz contest thingy. Mm-hmm.
2: And
1: They played the like beginning of a song and said guess what song it is and I called in I said that's beautiful stranger my banana
2: and what did you win nothing okay
1: I don't know no I won movie tickets oh okay yeah To the, like only theater in Eau Claire
2: so what
1: no just a free movie oh movie passes I think so Oh,
2: okay
1: I think so <clears throat> yeah that was a weird memory I just had um yeah I enjoyed it
2: Talk about the numbers?
1: Yes. What do you think? So this cost... Um, nothing. $16.5 million. Yeah, nothing. Because they didn't know
2: what they were buying, so...
1: No, and we were saying... Because this is a New Line movie. and Remember, we were kind of talking... They didn't have any money. New Line was struggling in the mid-90s. You know, <laughs> Freddie...
2: It was the house that Freddie built.
1: The house that Freddie built. And it
2: was the house that the Weinstein's kind of fucked up.
1: <laughs> and we were... Because we were kind of saying... They did expect these movies to do well. They did. Or this one in particular did well. And, we, I, and I think hmm. this is, we can credit this movie to getting Lord of the Rings made the following year. Well, I, mean, I think you
2: can credit this movie giving them the money and the, sort of the, the gambling room to give yes. Lord of the Rings to Peter Jackson. Who mm. was a nobody. Who oh. the fuck is Peter Jackson back oh, then? Oh,
1: uh huh. He did the Great Frighteners, Heavenly Creatures. Yeah. yeah,
2: two movies which nobody saw. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if Spielberg had was shopping Lord of the Rings, everybody would have been giving him money.
1: And he, but some yeah. guy
2: named Peter Jackson from a tiny little island in the yeah. southern hemisphere says,
1: "I want to make a mm-hmm. movie." Yeah, but yeah, I think that Austin Powers gave them gave New Line the legs. Yeah. To make Lord of the Rings. So we can think.
2: Quite possibly, yeah.
1: Mike Myers. Sure. Without this movie, who knows?
2: So it's cost 16 dollars which
1: and is a half. nothing. It's pretty low. And probably a lot of that went to these little cameos. I mean, maybe. Um, oh, Mike Myers? I bet you a lot
2: of it was just favors to their friend, Mike Myers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that too.
2: You know. He's like, hey, if we do this for me and if we do well, you know, I'll bring you back for some more shit. Yeah. I
1: don't know. So it came million? out in May and it was probably in theaters all fucking summer. I mean, back then you could do that.
2: 70 million.
1: Uh, Close. 67. Okay. 67.7 million, which...
2: Is that worldwide or is that just US? Oh.
1: I get whatever I get from Wiki. I always assume they're worldwide, but I never mm-hmm. know if something opens worldwide or not.
2: I feel like this... Because I feel like this movie did really well domestically. hmm Not so much in an... Maybe... Africa. Because it doesn't...
1: It wouldn't England, translate as well. But, England, maybe.
2: But I mean... Yeah, I think it definitely did Bye-bye better. six days. I think it definitely did better here. But I mean, this is like the smallest of the three movies, though.
1: Yeah, because I think it just took off. And so the like, sequel... I know,
2: I know number two just exploded. Yeah. like and That one was like in the hundreds of millions of dollars.
1: And I feel like Goldmember came out, I want to say 2003. I have no and idea. And that was right when Beyonce went solo. So she still wasn't... She wasn't Queen B for one thing. She had just left Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. Her first solo album was 2000, 2003, so... I wouldn't know. I know. So she wasn't as famous as she obviously is today, but... I don't, I don't know. I never saw gold member, so I have no idea. We yeah. don't own it, so... Well, we might have to know. Well, if you find it used for $2.
2: I bet you it's on Amazon for cheap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah have anything else to say. What's I the
2: tagline? We didn't Oh, sh-
1: you know what? I'm gonna find it because I really want to know. Say something interesting. I don't know. Do you like the music in this movie? I
2: fucking love the music in this movie.
1: The soundtrack isn't really streaming. There's like two songs that are I put Austin song. God damn it. <laughs> you can find, I mean, there's a lot of music that are actual songs. You can find them mm, on under yeah, yeah. you know, L... Other albums, not really on a Austin Powers soundtrack streaming. Um, what do you think the tagline is before I read it? I couldn't even guess. (laughs) Debonair, Defiant, Defrosted. (laughs) (laughs) I you know what?
2: I'm okay with that. I kind of dig it.
1: Oh man.
2: I, hmm. I kind of dig it.
1: When this movie plays on an airplane, mm-hmm. a lot of vagina same as a lot of cleavage.
2: That's Budgeted, the no, that's that's T V friendly version.
1: That's the airline friendly version. Oh, whatever. There She's are stupid. Um hmm, hmm. Huh. I think there's more racy versions. We don't have the DVD special edition, do we?
2: I don't think so. I don't so. think
1: we do. There's like three alternate endings. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of like deleted scenes. Rob Lowe is in one. Christian Slater's in one. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh.
2: I feel like Rob Lowe shows up in the second one.
1: That sounds kind of familiar.
2: I know he's in one of them.
1: Maybe that it's I've seen. It must be
2: I don't know that I would have seen any of these deleted scenes other than shit that popped mm. up on the like the special features of the DVD. I don't know.
1: Hmm. I don't know.
2: They just released the soundtrack on vinyl last year. Oh really? Yeah. Because it was ninety seven, so nobody was making vinyl anymore, really.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I think
2: it stopped like in the early nineties. Yeah. I think the last ones I got were like Pro Jam's...
1: Vitology.
2: Uh, no, before that. The Sheep one.
1: Mm-hmm. Versus. Versus, yeah.
2: And then Nirvana's in, in Utero. Mm-hmm. Those were probably the last two records I bought in the 90s.
1: Aren't you cool? Yeah, I am. Speaking of that, should we... Our what? friend of the pod, Peter, has his own podcast now. Oh, yeah. About his music co- his music collection kind of based on our why do we own this dvd his is kind of like digging with peter yeah
2: right like refers to crate digging and
1: stuff i'm yeah. sure it does yeah. yeah cool um i don't think it's out it's right now it's only on anchor i don't I'm not sure if it's hit the platforms yet but i just wanted to give a little shout out um if you like we'll we'll plug in more
2: when it's when it drops when it's
1: out yeah um. Yeah. No. Yeah. The music in this movie—it's fun. Bert. Bert Bacharach makes an appearance, singing his own songs. Bert Bacharach plays the hits. He plays the hits. He's a, a stellar songwriter. He's written so many goddamn songs for people. In his fucking nineties now. He's still around, kicking ninety-six or something, right?
2: Ninety something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Of course, Susanna Hoffs sings "The Look of Love." The love. Of love, I sound just like her.
2: Yeah, I can get the Austin Powers vinyl reissue for twenty seven bucks.
1: Okay, the song I put on our playlist is that Bossa Nova. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is that the? Din, 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 din. Mm-hmm, I think so. Din, din. I mean, that's Austin Powers music to me. That's Austin's theme. Dan, Dan. <laughs> God, and the the nightclub <laughs> and all the dancing. I din, loved. Din.
2: I loved when they go to the Psychedelic Pussycat mm-hmm. Ship Club, whatever yeah. thing it's called. Yeah,
1: yeah, I forgot what it's called.
2: Like, it would have been so Andy much fun. Andy Warhol's there. It would have
1: been so much fun to be an extra and get to wear like a cool go-go dress and just mm-hmm. be crazy.
2: Just wear everything vinyl. Oh my God. <laughs> Rubber everything. That would uh, be fun. <laughs> you know that whole set was squeaky when oh <laughs> like, try to walk around.
1: And they're editing.
2: They're like, there's so many... <laughs> God, you guys! We're doing all of this MOS.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's
2: that's the way the
1: that's Austin
2: Powers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, what?
2: I did like his his jag, his shag. Oh, I love that.
1: I love with the Union Jack on it. Like an XK. I do love that car. Maybe I don't know what it is. But uh,
2: fucking love that
1: guy. Did you know that Mike Myers was sued by intern, by Universal Pictures in in two thousand? Well, I can't read for backing out of a contract to make a film based on his SNL character Dita.
2: I love Dita. Huh?
1: He didn't think the script was ready.
2: Oh, Mike Myers told him the fuck. He
1: countersued. Settlement was reached. After several months.
2: And Universe was like, shit, we shouldn't have done that.
1: And he agreed to make another film. You know what film he decided to make with them?
2: The the, the guru one?
1: The cat in the hat. Oh, God. Yep. I hope
2: that was a big fuck you from Mike Myers to Universal. Here, was- I'm going to give you this then. Wow. I don't want the points. Just pay me a salary.
1: Thank God for Shrek. Jeez.
2: Ugh.
1: Uh yeah, okay, well that's awesome powers.
2: Cool.
1: Shall we decide? Not decide. We don't decide anything. Google decides for us. Sure. See what we're watching next week. Um yeah. Yeah. Hey Google. Pick a number between one and one hundred and ninety-two. One
2: hundred.
1: Ooh, Ooh. Wow. better be a good one. One hundred.
2: Okay. Mulan
1: from the same year, nineteen summer of ninety seven. No
2: fucking. Why would I know? Why Why would I know?
1: Here comes the men in black. Oh okay. How fun! I haven't seen cool. this movie in probably again like fifteen years.
2: I watched it within the last since we moved here in this house. You watched Men in Black?
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. Another one where we have the first two movies and none of the other ones. <laughs> those are ones that count. Uh, Men in Black is fun. It's very fun. It's very fun. And I'm very excited to see it because I am in the mood for this. Because it's just, it's fun. And Will Smith. I almost said
2: Linda F- Carlini. Linda Fiorentino.
1: Yes. Dogma. She
2: said Dogma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love her.
1: And I feel like I've only seen this movie once. These are your your new movies. I, I
2: conservatively think I've seen this movie 15 times. I
1: feel like you've seen the second one more, though. Oh, yeah. Because you think the second I've one is I've seen that funnier. one 25
2: times, Ellie. You're
1: like the one person who thinks the second one is better than the first.
2: It's pretty funny.
1: What's the funny part?
2: Chin balls. I don't know. <laughs> there's a, The ball chinians? There's
1: a part in part two you think it's so... It's like you're... you're Moose Go Park. part. Oh, shit. But Men in Black 2. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We're not watching Men in Black 2 is yet. Is it when they get
2: flushed?
1: No. It's that, what I just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Will Smith. Yeah. Saying no when you thought it was so funny. Right?
2: Yes. What, what is that scene?
1: Shit. See, he's talking to an alien.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's that guy. He's like... Huh? It's because he has a really low voice. Mm. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So funny. (laughs) I don't get it. Um, Uh, Well, cool. Whoops. Well, calendar settled down. Um, Well, cool. So, Men in Black next week. uh, February. (laughs) What? It's February next week. Okay. Uh,. Yeah, anything you want, else you want to plug besides your plants?
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. Our merch shop.
1: <laughs> no uh, sponsors this week, eh?
2: No, that's fine.
1: Yeah, oh, that's cool. No uh, stress. Um, Waiting for usual wines to pick us up, oh, even though that. I don't drink anymore. It'd be nice.
2: <laughs> anymore. I don't. In quotes.
1: Why do you say that? I don't
2: know. I don't drink anymore either
1: well but i do <laughs> <laughs> you drink at christmas time when there's eggnog and that's about it
2: oh the nog
1: oh the nog um yeah follow us on socials i guess you put them in the notes last time
2: hmm. it's but, always in the note oh no
1: no it's the first time i've seen that
2: yeah because i cause i was only like, i was pimping my instagram <laughs> So then I had to put yours in there, too. I think I put the Twitter in there. I don't even know.
1: Yeah. It's all in there. Find us. Um, Rate us if you can. Give us the five stars. That'd be awesome. Leave a review, a nice one. Even more than that, tell your friends. Give us the listens, the downloads. That's why I don't understand. do people. I've, I've never downloaded a podcast. No,
2: I know, but I think it just counts as. Cause I think a plane counts as a down. is what they're calling. A I hope so
1: because I've never downloaded a podcast episode ever. I think I, I did once on a plane. I've done
2: it once and I knew I was getting on a plane.
1: Yeah, that's the only time I did it. In the plane going, oh shit, I'm not going to have signals soon. <laughs> Hurry up. So yeah. Um, tell a friend. Um, we have merch. Go to TeePublic, type in our podcast, and they have cute t-shirts. Well,
2: our link is in the notes.
1: It's the link. That's easier. Cute t-shirts and stickers for like 50 cents or something. I don't know. They're pretty cheap. Mugs. Mugs. A face mask, I guess, they have. Sure. You want to put our faces on your Little mouth.
2: Little tote bags when, when you go to the... I kind of
1: want a tote bag.
2: When you go to the library or something. Because
1: I want to go to the library again. but I need a tote bag. Might get one. Um. Yeah, that's... About it. Uh, I don't know if Men in Black is streaming anywhere.
2: I bet you it might be.
1: Mm, Maybe.
2: On some Chinese media server or something. Barry
1: Sonnenfeld?
2: Yes. Who's the other one?
1: Brian Helgeland? No. (laughs) Who's the Pushing Daisies guy? Brian Fuller? Yeah.
2: No, there's another S. Sonnenfeld
1: is also, well, he's like Netflix. um, Unfortunate event.
2: There's another S guy.
1: I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I want some ice cream. Not Singer, but... No. Sonnenfeld Mm, likes to...
2: He likes to grab the camera. He likes to hold the camera himself.
1: Sonnenfeld? Mm -hmm. So does someone else we've talked about. Soderbergh. Yeah.
2: This is not a Soderbergh.
1: I would never get them mixed up.
2: That's who I get them mixed up.
1: Oh, wow. Just by names. Okay. All right. Uh, Enough dilly-dally. Let's go have some ice cream you done done. yes i am bye okay bye